0: Welcome to FMH InsureCast, a podcast created by Farmers Mutual Hail, designed to deliver expertise and insights from trusted FMH team members and industry experts. Each new episode will dive into new products, industry updates and innovative solutions. Let's get to today's topic.
1: Welcome back to the FMH InsureCast. Today we are talking about the ARC and PLC elections that you will make at FSA and how they interact with crop insurance. Today on the podcast, you will hear from me, Ryan Venice. I am the strategic account manager for Farmers Mutual Hail. That means I work in marketing with some of our agents here. And then also joining me, we have Ken Ripley and Chalk Hefner. And I'll go ahead to, to you first, Ken. Can you introduce yourself again to our audience?
2: Yeah, great to be back again. Ken Ripley, I'm the regional sales manager for the Northwest region of Farmers Mutual Hale and always excited to be on the podcast.
1: Awesome. And Chalk, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm also a strategic account manager. I live in Kansas uh, and, and get to work with agents in the, the Plain States, what well, we'll call them the Plain States. But as Ken said, happy to be back on, really excited about uh, the podcast that we have
1: for you today. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Chalk. Uh, so we're sitting here today, it is the second to last day of November, November 29th, and it's time again to start making some decisions about what FSA programs we're going to enroll into. We have until the middle of March to do so, but we wanted to get ahead of you and, uh, and make sure you had all the knowledge that you needed ahead of time before you went in and make that decision. And part of the reason we're, we're talking about those programs today on this podcast is because they do... Uh, interact with with some of the things we're doing on the crop insurance side. But long and short of it is we're in a much different price environment than we were a year ago. So let's kind of discuss what's changed and the impacts it's going to have on our, on our decisions at FSA and possibly our decisions with crop insurance as well. So just as a reminder, you are electing either the ARC or PLC program, and there's actually two versions of the ARC program, by crop, by farm number. So, if I have farm number um, 8520 and I have both corn and soybean base acres there, I'm enrolling each of those crops into one program or the other under that farm number. And at this point with this farm bill, it's an annual choice. So, we've been doing this for, I'm going to get this wrong. This is our fourth year doing this, Ken. Is that right? Yeah.
2: But with first uh, first year we had, we did two year elections. Two for one.
1: Yep. Yep. A two for one in that first year. Now is this the third, maybe this is the third year we've had the single uh, one year election. Um, but bottom line, we have three options, ARC County PLC and then ARC individual kind of goes hand in hand with ARC, but I'll start chalk. Can you give us a brief rundown of both the ARC program? We'll start with the ARC program first.
0: Yeah, sure. So ARC County utilizes uh, county yields. Uh, those are Olympic yields, uh, we take the high and the low over the last, or we throw out the high and the low over the last five years and take the middle three, average those out uh, to see what our Olympic average yield is. And then we also look at the marketing average year price uh, to see what price we utilize to figure out how much coverage you may have through that ARC County program.
1: Awesome. And so if I recall to Chuck, we have essentially then a county yield and a price that we use, and we establish those now. And if during the course of the coming crop year 2022, in this case, we were to fall below 86% of the county uh, revenue, which is would be the 2022 yield times the 2022 uh, marketing year average price. If we fall below 86% of that, that's when we're triggering payments under Ark county, correct?
0: Yes, that is correct. Yep, you're exactly right. And again, that's all on a county basis. Um, And so the the whole county has to qualify for a loss for that to trigger. Got it. You also have the uh, price loss coverage program, PLC. Uh, And and really all you're doing is uh, looking at a price uh, for each individual commodity. So there's no yield coverage with price loss coverage. And um, those those prices have been set for, uh, since the beginning of the ARC and PLC, Um, rollout
1: here a few years ago. Ken, uh, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. That was good. ARC individual, you get the tough one. Tell me what ARC individual is again.
2: Yeah. So the big difference between ARC individual and ARC county is you're using your actual yields. um, And instead of having uh, it pay on 85% of your base acres, it's going to pay on 65% of your base acres so the 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 advantage you get is you have it based on how you yield versus how the county yields but because of that election you are going to get a a smaller percentage uh or a lower trigger i should say is probably the best way to to talk about it with the vn at 65 versus 85 um but uh of the base acres being paid out it's not really trigger but just lower payment is probably the best way to describe it
1: got it so I would say, and I think you, Chalk and Ken, you would both agree we could spend a lot of time talking about these programs. But frankly, the point uh, we're about to make for all three of these is none of them are likely to pay for pretty much every crop across the board. And, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit of why, why that is, but the short answer is prices are high. And as prices are high, PLC has very small chance of paying and ARC would require a very large drop in yield, which we'll talk a little bit more about later in order to trigger any ARC County payments. Uh, one more question for you though, Ken. In the past, we've had chance to update yields, base acres in some cases. Do we have any opportunity to do that for this year?
2: No, we do not. So though we only get to do the uh, updating of our yields or our base acres or, or reallocation, so to speak, uh, every time they redo a farm bill. So. But we'll the wait and see what the folks in D.C. do here um, starting in uh, the twenty-two crop year as the discussion on the farm bill comes up on the on the docket.
1: Awesome. Okay, Chuck. Uh, we mentioned at the top that these FSA programs have an impact on crop insurance. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that uh, interaction is? Absolutely, Ryan. So you make your PLC and
0: ARC election by farm number. And uh, Crop Insurance offers a policy called Supplemental Coverage Option, SCO, uh, that you can purchase. However, it mimics the ARC program. And so uh, any farm number that you elect ARC on, you cannot purchase SCO on. We need to make sure we are diligent in acreage reporting time uh, to know which farm numbers we do have ARC election on so we can... Denote which ones that we cannot we don't want SEO to apply to, uh, if we miss those, there's a penalty, and so we want to make sure that we aren't going to pay any premium without any any coverage there. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, that penalty is 20 percent of the premium for no coverage on the SEO policy, uh, so it's rather hefty. Uh, so we want to
1: make it's sure we are we're adjusted it. all the way up to sixty percent chalk. it's even heavier.: Yes. Um, <laughs> However, we do have mechanisms and backstops to to prevent that from happening, but it can yes. mean headaches when it comes to billing and and actually knowing where you have what type of insurance. So I always on, believe
0: Chuck. in diligence and making sure we are prepared and, uh, and, and don't have to utilize those backstops. It's always nice to have them, but uh, let's try not to not to trigger them too.
1: Yep. Can you give us, Chuck, an outline or a brief explanation of what SCO is?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So SCO is county-based coverage. Um, and so that's from whatever your underlying multi peril coverage level is. So if you buy a 70% RP policy, uh, the coverage goes up to 86%. That's on a county basis. Um, the policy is either revenue or yield-based. That depends on what multi peril policy you have bought. And uh, SEO is offered through RMA, and so it is subsidized, and it's subsidized at sixty-five percent. Uh, so, pretty high subsidy there for our SEO product.
1: Awesome. And so, just to add in a couple other notes or emphasize a couple that you said, chalk SEO up to eighty-six percent, regardless of what level that you're at. So, even eighty-five percent, you're only getting one extra percent of of coverage there. It is an area plan, right? Um, area plan, meaning we're using county yields uh, in order to establish whether, you know, what kind of insurance we have to start with. And then also um, whether or not we have a claim is dependent on the county. However, as you mentioned, Chalk, it is subsidized. And I think we're going to dive in a little bit more to this later on. But uh, because it is subsidized at the level that it is, it makes some sense to consider SCO when you're making this decision between ARC and PLC. So Ken, what do our options really look like when we're going to FSA and we're we have in mind, okay, ARC or PLC, um, and then there's ARC individual, but then SCO, like kind of break that down for us a little bit, Ken, and, and what are we really making a decision between?
2: Yeah, so so great question. So one of the things, and you kind of touched on just briefly before, so, um, and Chalk did as well. The So ARC County, we're looking at the county base. What is the county yields going to be and what's the price due? So one of the big drawbacks of ARC County right now, and actually all these programs is going to be the price we're currently sitting in. So because we do Olympic prices, just like Chuck said earlier, we kick out the high and the low. So if we look at corn right now, we're because we're kicking out a high year, which we just are coming off, Uh, we're really stuck at a $3.70 dollar Price so compare that to crop insurance that'd be like a spring price of three dollars and seventy cents and since I farm in Minnesota right now three seventy doesn't sound very good when we're we're selling grain for significantly higher than that um, and so that's that's one of the big drawbacks of that ARC program uh, whereas on the PLC side even though it's not a better program because it wouldn't trigger any loss until we get a marketing year price below three seventy to have a loss. Uh, very unlikely that that's going to happen. It the decision probably is more. Let's look at uh, at the you know what options do we get more on the crop insurance side more so than what we get at FSA. But those are your big ones. ARC individual is out there. We did have ARC individual signups at a pretty high amount in 2019, mostly because we were back looking uh, because we were basically making the 19 and 20 elections, and we were doing that based on what we already knew, we had a lot of prevent plant in 2019 across the country, and in those areas that allowed producers, if you have no acres planted in a farm number, you get basically a zero yield, so you could trigger a loss because you have zero yield against a against a county or your individual APH. But Since we don't have the opportunity to look back with these current years, uh, this current year, we really need to take a look at what options give us. Like I say, all three probably are going to have zero payment options unless we're really forecasting a prevent plant year for 2022. And as dry as I'm in Minnesota right now, I'm sure not thinking about prevent plant. I don't think we've had any moisture in the month of November. So it's more of ARC or PLC and what options then can we tie in with SCL, which would require the PLC program at FSA.
1: Right. No, that's excellent info, Ken. And I guess to kind of wrap that up too, corn, soybeans, wheat, I mean, they're all in the same boat when it comes to this, right, Ken? I mean, they're all- correct. These prices are higher. We're far away from those PLC prices. The ARC County prices that we have are Olympic averages of the previous five, which generally are not good. And so these higher prices make- both programs hard to imagine a payment on. Yeah.
2: We're going to need several years of these nice high prices to really put some value back into these programs for from an ARC County standpoint, because we kick out the high and we kick out the low. Well, we're kicking out the high right now and we'll, we won't get to use this year unless 2022 is even higher or, or one of the two is higher. So it, it's going to take several years before we're truly putting value back into that ARC County product.
1: Gotcha. No, that's awesome stuff. So it's, I guess it sounds to me, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, it, this isn't really an, a decision about ARC or PLC as much as it is, you know, do I take a free ARC program, which is not, not really likely to pay me, or do I elect PLC because I see value in SCO? The reason that we cannot have SCO and ARC on the same acres is because they are so similar. Uh, That said though, don't let anybody tell you that those two programs work the same. Um, You mentioned it earlier, Ken, but SCO, or excuse me, ARC is essentially like having a $3.70 corn price for a spring price. SCO is gonna use our crop insurance prices. so. Maybe Chuck, can you tell talk to me a little bit about the differences between the prices we use on ARC versus SCO and how they, and maybe at first blush the two programs seem the same, but they're they're quite different in a year like 2022.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we're going to be able to use the spring price for our SCO policy. So whatever that whatever that average comes in at for corn and beans in the month of February, uh, will will be the price that we could utilize for for the SCO policy. Arc is that marketing year Olympic average, and, and as Ken alluded to, we did kick out the high there, uh, and so our prices aren't aren't really all that whoopee when it comes to uh, looking at our uh, our arc policy. Whoopee? Can we define
1: that? <laughs> no, that's that's great. So um, then talk to me too about the yield. So the the prices are different. We're gonna have three seventy on corn versus what right now our our december price on on uh corn would be five fifty ish that about where we're at, yep, and on soybeans, we're talking about a difference between what was it eight eight eighty five and maybe about twelve dollars and forty five cents or something like that
0: yep, pretty drastic difference,
1: pretty drastic difference, okay, so Then yields. Can you talk to me about how yields are different between SCO and ARC? And I know that the the government really likes to make this simple and and use all (laughs) the same numbers for every program. Not. Go ahead. Go ahead, (laughs) Chuck.
0: So uh, with our SCO policy, we utilize uh, an RMA expected yield. So RMA will publish expected yields for all crops uh, and then practices as well. So in in areas where I live, we have a lot of irrigation, and so we'll we'll split out our irrigated and non-irrigated acreage in, in most counties uh, to have two separate yields there. So an RMA expected yield is utilized for that SCO policy. Uh, ARC is going to use that Olympic average. And that Olympic average on the yield side is trended. Um, so if we look at up in, up in kids' neck of the woods, Faribault County, Minnesota, um, the ARC yield is 216.75, 216.75 bushels, um, whereas the RMA expected yield is 204.9. And the major reason for that difference there is because of that trended Olympic average uh, that's being used for the ARC program. Uh, Similarly for the soybeans, the ARC yield is 62.3 bushel and uh, the RMA expected yields only 58. Uh, so there is a, a little bit of difference there in the yields that are being used for the two programs.
1: So you're telling me, I mean, we got a definite advantage with prices when it comes to SEO. Somewhat of an advantage in terms of yields or ARC. But when we put the two together, is there still a clear winner? And maybe I'll, I'll point to you, Ken, if you can give us some insight into that. Is there a clear winner between the two when we kind of put those two together?
2: Yes, absolutely. The no question that when we combine SCO um, with a PLC election at FSA, we're going to have a much higher trigger because remember, it's going off the county for both of these. So they're both using the same exact actual county yield, the FSA program and the SCO program the difference is going to be kind of where the triggers come in. So having said that, looking back to like Chuck was saying, the county I, I farm in up here in Minnesota, uh, the trigger for uh, our county would be 125 bushels with the current prices. We're using a 550 mark in your average kind of for a price. And for uh, the SCO product would have a trigger of 176 bushels to the acre. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but 50 51 bushels seems like a lot better deal in my, at least in simple math up for a Minnesotan. <laughs> and the same thing on soybeans. Soybeans would have a trigger of about 38 bushels before we trigger any loss. And uh, with the SCO product, that was on on County Arc, uh, SCO would have a trigger around the 50 bushel area. So again, significant yield trigger to start a
1: payment. That's uh, really good information. Good numbers there too. So bottom line is when, you, when you're looking at a PowerPoint or you go into one of these meetings, you're gonna see Arc County, 86% trigger, and you might see SCO, 86% trigger, but those two triggers are significantly different from one another. And so my, my little analogy here is that, um, you know Arc County is basically like getting a free glass of water at the bar. Um, you don't really get much for it. SCO is like getting a $5 beer for two bucks. Right. You still got to pay for it, but you actually have something that's useful.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, exactly. So that's
1: exactly. that's my analogy between the two. Now, I understand uh, you have a choice between two pro- free programs. The one program that's outside of the FSA programs costs money. Why would I want to elect just to get that? Well, I think we've laid that out for you a little bit here where those programs are county. PLC have such a small value to us that the great value we get with SCO and the subsidized product is worth it to us. So uh, while PLC is not likely to pay, it still might be worth electing just so that we can get SCO. Um, and I think we'll, we'll probably follow up a little bit more on SCO and, and putting it into our complete package later on. Ken, any other items to add to this conversation here?
2: Yeah. I just want to like, again, kind of stress some of the big value of, of SEO. Um, again, it's the guarantees are based on your history. So we do have a trigger that is, uh, um, done by a County, but the actual liability that you get is based on your own individual APHs driving the liability or enough FSA, you're getting what everybody else is getting. So, so if you've got a high APH, um, you're going to get a lot of value at a very high subsidy and gain some, gain some dollars there that, uh, that you couldn't um, with other programs. So
1: I, that's another piece we, we need to really highlight. Awesome. Chalk anything else to add?
0: Uh, the only thing I would add is, is timing of payments. Uh, so with, with both these um, with SEO program, the, the payment won't come out until June of the following crop year. So for our 2022 year, uh, we will make this SEO election at sales closing, um, but it won't be until June of 2023 that payments would come out. Um, A large reason for that is due to production reporting. Production reporting for our spring crops isn't until the end of April of 2023. And since we utilize RMA data uh, to look at what our final yields are, we, we need to wait until all those get reported. Uh, to rma to figure out what those yields are going to come in at
1: yeah and waiting that long for a payment does sound like a long time but uh arc and plc payments actually come out even later than that (laughs) so those wouldn't if there are any which we've just described probably not likely that there'll be a ton of those those would be coming out in october uh early october of 23. um so Your SEO payment still beats your ARC and PLC payment, even though it is a long timeline. The one other point I would make too is um, we've talked a little bit about this marketing year average and it's actually a much different way to to discover prices than we use for crop insurance. Um, But that marketing year average runs from uh, September 1st of the current year, current harvest year through uh, August 31st of the following. So for the 22 crop year, we will start marketing year average discovery on September 1st of 22, and it will finish up in uh, August of 23, which I look at as an opportunity to kind of extend our pricing protection. And if we're taking SCO, That means we have protection essentially for prices and yields between February and October of the current year. And we, by electing PLC, are kind of extending that pricing period of protection out another almost 10, 12 months, um, where now we have a little bit more holistic uh, price protection for the long-term. So. That's, I think, our general opinion is, is uh, neither program looks likely to pay on, on pretty much any crop, um, but we do want to consider uh, PLC a little bit more strongly just so that we have the opportunity to, to purchase SCL. And before I leave this topic, Chuck, you can help me out with this one. Chuck's down in uh, Kansas where cotton is a growing crop. Uh, cotton is a little bit outside the norm in terms of of this decision, because cotton has a crop insurance option called Stacks, which if you grow cotton should be familiar with. Um, but Stacks also has a limitation where you cannot elect to be in either ARC or the PLC program if you've elected Stacks. Uh, anything to add to that uh, conversation, Shaw? Yeah, you know, the the
0: popularity of Stacks with cotton is uh it's a little different program than than what SEO is you you can purchase SEO on cotton but it's not likely to producers haven't really been all that keen to do so and in in part due to stacks being subsidized at 80% and so the subsidy for stacks is even higher uh, than what we offer
1: with the SEO policy so got it but cotton again would once again be in that same boat where both the ARC and PLC program look unlikely to pay so maybe by Uh, Dumping either of those programs and giving yourself a chance to buy stacks might be in the cards this year. Uh, If I were to want to elect SCO, uh, when and how would I do that, um, Ken?
2: Yeah. So um, first thing, again, just like we've mentioned before, just make sure at FSA you have signed up for PLC to make you eligible for those farm numbers. But on your regular crop insurance application, you've got till March 15th to just check a box essentially on that application to, to add SCO uh, to your policy. So very simple to do, and it's done at the exact same time you're doing your, your normal multi peril decisions. Perfect.
1: Uh, so just a quick recap, um, we do have to make those FSA elections before March 15th, which is the same date we, we have for most spring crops um, in a crop insurance world. So, you're making that choice between ARC and PLC at FSA. But one thing that we really want you to, to consider is how the SEO program could possibly impact your decision there. So, SEO is not the only election that you can make for crop insurance in 22. And it's time to start discussing some of those other options in more depth. So, we actually have um, kind of a follow up program to this particular podcast where we're going to dive in a little more deep. Uh, to the SEO option, along with a new one that was, or a new option that was new in 2021, which was the ECO or enhanced coverage option. So we're going to talk a little bit about those in a follow up episode. But before we go, any final thoughts from uh, either of you two? Ken, I'll let you go first.
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, I definitely encourage producers to, to take a look at SEO. Uh, I know we've, up in my area, we've had several producers using it on wheat and have been very happy with the coverage you get there. So uh, don't forget about SCO and make your FSA decisions in a vacuum because uh, it's not really an ARC or PLC decision. It's whether you want to add SCO and which will require the the PLC decision at FSA.
0: And Ken, I would echo that as well. Uh, Wheat has been the majority of the SCO policies Weed uh, wheat has been the crop that we've purchased more SEO policies on than, than other crops, but SEO is available for our spring crops and, and should, be, should be analyzed to see if it can fit our operation there as well.
1: Yeah, and so I, I guess my last uh, thought for the day would just be that we have a lot of excellent resources out there that you can look up, ARC and PLC information about your county, even go through and run a scenario of how likely it is to get a payment But one thing I would guard against is that in almost all of the tools that are used to to make a decision about ARC and PLC, SCO is left out of the conversation. And so when you see people writing about and talking about ARC and PLC, they're often kind of uh, dismissing SCO as an option. Uh, SCO has become more and more popular and it should absolutely impact your decision at FSA, especially when both ARC and PLC look as unlikely to pay as they do in 2022. So, with that, we really hope you enjoyed this edition of the FMH Insurecast. Again, we're going to have a little bit of a follow up episode here with uh, SCO and ECO. And so, we hope you join us for that episode. And thank you and have a great day.
0: You've been listening to FMH Insurecast. We appreciate you joining us today and would like to hear from you. If you have questions about today's topic or an idea to share for an upcoming podcast, You can contact us at fmhpodcast at fmh.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is intended for information purposes only. See policy provisions, terms, and conditions for details. Products underwritten by Farmers Mutual Hail Insurance Company of Iowa and its affiliates, West Des Moines, Iowa. Farmers Mutual Hail is an equal opportunity provider.